0: Hello, my name is Miss Carney. I have created a podcast on the UDL, Multiple Means of Representation Principle. This is a brief summary of the Universal Design for Learning, UDL, Multiple Means of Representation Principle. You will uh, be able to share, if you want to review it or listen to it again, on a shared link and a QR code after it is posted online on our um, our course website so this is actually a podcast of which we have been tasked to create uh, as part of our assignment so that we can share information about the universal design for learning so um, while doing this i wanted to discuss the core principle number one of UDL and uh, I'm going to explain it in a way that is more organic for me and so it is going to focus on the multiple means of representation component and I'll explain what it is and how it should be understood and implemented to support all students so the first myth that I learned about that I find is very uh, important to understand is that udl is not created for students with special needs who have ieps so that is the first myth that i thought about when i learned about it so i said that's a good one to talk about so the myth is created for students with special needs udl is created for students with special needs who have ieps myth number one no It is a pedagogy to help all teachers design curriculum that targets the core content uh, learning for all students. So there are specific targets of learning and there are curriculum designs that also target the core content of all students. So moving on to number two. Number two, the myth is UDL requires teachers to create multiple lesson plans and every kid gets their own IEP. Mythbuster, no. It is a learning design that uses universal supports that can benefit all students with standard, predictable supports that are universal across the environment. So, no. The myth is UDL requires teachers to create multiple lesson plans, and every kid gets their own IEP, and the answer is no. Myth number three, UDL is too expensive to implement. No, it requires time and commitment to ensure that all learners' needs are supported. It takes use of technology, digital resources that could already be embedded in most application platforms at basic levels for example spell checking voice typing zoom uh, magnification things such as that are already embedded in uh, different platforms of applications at the basic level so udl is not too expensive to implement it's more of a mind process shift that is shared with all students and teacher led So the teacher leads this mind shift. The teacher commits to to teaching students how to access information using digital resources and to support their needs. And the teacher leads them to make that paradigm shift. So that was myth number three. Myth number four, technology is required for UDL implementation. That is one that, kind of speaks to my heart every day in my classroom. I do have uh, grades TK through five. I do teach SDC mild-moderate. However, my students do have other health impairments, learning disabilities, most of them are autistic. So, to break that myth, no. Technology is not required, but can benefit all humans. But what I have found and what I have learned, others have found, is that often technology can be distracting. It can become a barrier for certain students. I observe it. I am very flexible around it. I teach students to reflect upon which technology they choose to learn with if it's provided. And I ask them, did it help or did it hinder you in your learning? So students should be directed to reflect. Self-reflection is a great tool, and it's a skill that needs to be taught. That was important myth number four. Number five, UDL is the same thing as differentiation. The answer to that is no. What do we know about this group of students and the supports they need? So, UDL is proactive in its approach, whereas differentiation is an individual support for a specific student that is reactive because differentiation because differentiation helps change a learning outcome, but UDL is a student-centered choice based upon what they feel they need to help them learn and based upon what we provide them with. So, All students, uh, in essence, all students can utilize UDL strategies, and it is a pedagogy to help all teachers design curriculum that targets core content information. It is not specifically designed for students with IEPs. In addition, you do not have to create multiple lesson plans. And the key uh, words here are predictable supports. So it is a learning design that uses universal supports that will benefit all students with standard uh, across the environment supports, predictable supports. In other words, uh, all across the school site, teachers are learning Hegarty, phonics, Hegarty. And there is a process to teaching phonics. If we all follow this process and the students are having predictable supports and learning to read, and they go from kindergarten to first grade, and first grade to second, and second to third, following the different levels and the predictable supports, there will be much success. In addition, UDL is not too expensive to implement. It does take commitment and strategies. And you don't always have to use technology for UDL implementation. And of course, last but not least, UDL is not the same thing as differentiation, so whereas differentiation is reactive, UDL is uh, proactive, and I'd like to share with you a resource that I gained access to from our course, which is called EDU620, and so I wanted to share a couple things before I share the video, but the Universal Design for Learning Guidelines are a tool used in the implementation of UDL and the, uh, the representation is known as the what of learning. So if you look here, representation for resourceful, knowledgeable learners present information and content in different ways. And that's just a visual representation. You won't be able to see it during the podcast, but this is also in video form. So I would like you to listen.